All right, guys, special treat. We had a surprise caller last night, and that was Stuart Rhodes calling in live from D.C. jail. Don't miss this episode. Here we go. You guys are going to get a treat. I, I thought for sure he wasn't going to call in, but he did. Hold on. Oop, oop. Make sure you keep it on and open. For those listening in the audio version, we're going we're gonna to end the, the broadcast here on this piece and start talking about Stuart Rhodes. If you can keep joining us, then please do. He's going to call us back, and we're going to get him on the show. But I want to finish what I was talking about right now. Stuart Rhodes, by the way, was the Oath Keeper, the leader of the Oath Keepers that they charged with sedition, who was arrested. Um, the mainstream media did a great job of just doing the same thing they did the January 6th prisoners and saying that they were guilty of something they were never guilty of. And nobody went to the Capitol looking to overthrow the government. That's not what they wanted. They wanted a redress of grievances. And as we walk through all the things that happened on that and the fact that they were told that they could bring in National Guard troops and they declined it because they wanted to be able to create a narrative. They needed the narrative. They needed to stop this wave of people in this country that were looking, to, looking forward to being able to say that, listen, Biden is not a duly elected anything. And many of the people around the country, including uh, the, the elections down in Georgia, um, of the governor's race, those things, they weren't elected either. They weren't elected either, going back. So I want to finish this. When, when I say get in the gap, when I say give up things, I'm not telling you that you need to sell all of your things, get inside of the, the, the station wagon, put all your stuff on top, go put up a couple of tents, and live off the land while you try to fight for this country. I'm not asking you to go get your AR-15 and your bullets and go out there and start hunting rhinos or hunting people that are bad people. I'm not asking you to do any of that. What I'm asking you to do is to, is to stand up. I'm, I'm asking you to stand up and stand in the gap and take a position of interposition. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you to read the book, The Doctrine of Lesser Magistrates by, by Matthew Chuella. I'm asking you to read that book. Do we have Stuart? Stuart, are you there? Yes, I'm here. All right, everyone. We have Stuart Rhodes on the phone. Did you put him in through the 881 number? Okay, perfect. Um, we didn't know if you're going to be able to call in and it was going to be live, but you are live right now, and you are on the on the air. Cool. So, so say hi. Good. How are you doing? I'm okay. I mean, you know, I'm a political prisoner here in a <laughs> in a jail just outside of D.C. But you know, as political prisoners go, I'm doing all right. A lot better than Solzhenitsyn was doing, and a lot better than the founders went through. I'm not on a, on a British uh, prison ship in, the, in New York Harbor. Yeah, so <laughs> I keep perspective on that. Um, you know, we had a great conversation, and you were talking about you know the fact that you can say a whole lot and we can talk about the election being stolen by the machines i believe the machines are a big problem so are mail in ballots they're basically the method by which they're stealing elections and selecting people and you brought up the fact that hey joe that's all great but there's also the fact that they illegally operated those elections right well this is something that that has been glossed over by almost everyone um it was an issue in the remember call when Texas was suing Pennsylvania. Remember that they they yeah. were suing Pennsylvania because the Pennsylvania Supreme Court had set aside the uh, I believe it was the signature and dating requirements on the envelopes for the mail-in ballots, 
and Texas, along with other states, sued them. And that case was before the Supreme Court, under the Supreme Court's original jurisdiction. Unfortunately, um, the Supreme Court refused to hear it, which was not really an option for them. Like Alito and Thomas were the only two that said, wait a minute, this is our original jurisdiction. We are a trial court. We can't say no. We have no discretion. It's not an appellate case. But the Supreme Court ducked the responsibility. Um, in sharp contrast, what was done back in 2000, Bush v. Gore. But at the heart of it is is, is Article 2, Section 1, which states that each state shall appoint in such manner as a legislature thereof may direct a number of electors. That means that the selection of the electors has to be set, as has been done in a way, set out by the state legislature. And the legislatures of the states have always had the original power to just go ahead and appoint their own electors. But what they've done since, you know, for the last few decades, at least, is to tie it to the popular vote through a state election law. But the Constitution mandates that it has to be the legislature that changes anything. And so across the country, in the name of COVID, they changed, or I would say directly violated, all of the state election laws to do what they wanted to do, supposedly in the name of COVID, you know, all the unsecured drop boxes, waiving the signature requirements, um, a lot of the, a lot of the uh, um, guardrails that were put in place to prevent fraud were removed. And that was not just unlawful under state law, but also unconstitutional. And unfortunately, when the Supreme Court had this in front of them, in, in the case of Pennsylvania, um, they ducked their responsibility, did not do their job. And so that put us in a, in a, in a constitutional crisis. But I think it's important for all of us to not give that ground up in this J6 Select Committee, you know, show trial they're putting putting on. They, of course, don't even talk about constitutionality or lawfulness, and they jump right to what they claim is the false claim of election fraud. And then, and of course, all the patriots then go, well, there was election fraud, and they get you battling over whether it was election fraud when it was a blatantly unconstitutional, unlawful election. So it's illegitimate out of the gate because it did not follow Article 2, Section 1, Clause 3. So what's interesting about that is that many of the people that are out there, Stuart, many of the people that are that, that have had an opportunity in the courts, and we talked about the courts specifically, they had an opportunity to you know, have a reckoning, I mean, to, to reconcile this. And the Supreme Court of of Pennsylvania literally heard it, acknowledged it, that the election was done in a way that was fraudulent. I mean, I use the word fraudulent. They said that it was improper. And they said, but there was no remedy. Right. And so, the, so they dropped the ball. But then what's really important to understand is that then it was brought to the Supreme Court. You know, Texas as a state sued Pennsylvania. Other states joined the lawsuit. And when a state sues another state, the Supreme Court is the trial court. They're the, they're the court under their original jurisdiction for any disputes between states. So that what should have happened is what happened in Bush v. Gore in 2000. The U.S. Supreme Court should have stepped in and said, we're going to settle this, and you violated Article 2. And that's what happened in Bush v. Gore. If you remember that, it was supposed to the Supreme Court of Florida who monkeyed with the rules or the laws in Florida. And right. the Supreme Court stepped in and said, hey, well, we might give great deference to a Supreme Court, when you're dealing with, you know, like a state election, you guys can, can settle your own differences between the legislature, executive, and judiciary in, in your state. But, when, but in a federal election for president, now Article 2 comes into play. And under Article 2, it doesn't say in such manner as a legislature or the court or, 
or the executive branch, it says the legislature. So that mandates that the choosing of the electors must be done, must, it's a, it's a command, um, shall appoint in such manner as the legislature thereof may direct. It's command language. That's when the Supreme Court stepped in and Bush v. Gore and settled that um, through Article Two. So we have, a, we have a responsibility. In this case, here in 2020, the U.S. Supreme Court ducked, their, didn't do their job. And Alito and Thomas were both um, filed their dissent saying, this is ridiculous, we have no option. We have no discretion to say no to hearing this case. It's under our original jurisdiction. So we're in this, we are currently in a crisis situation, a constitutional crisis still to this day because the Supreme Court ducked their responsibility. So now the question is, is what do we do? I think the first thing we do is what Solzhenitsyn urged us, is live not by lies. Do not repeat a lie. So don't gloss over the worst lie of all is the unspoken lie. This was a constitutional and lawful election, and now you just argue about whether or not there was fraud. Don't put them off the hook. They can't refute the unconstitutionality and illegality if you bring it up. But the left never brings it up, and neither does the, you know, the Uniparty, the rhinos, never bring it up either. That select committee, you'll never hear them talk about constitutionality or lawfulness. Bill Barr will never utter those words because he can't. So he can't, he won't do it, but Bill Barr did get up in a panel and said, even with the information that came through with 2,000 mules, and I, and I, and I don't know if you, got, you probably haven't a chance to see it for sure, um, but... No, I'm not. I, even, but, I've, but I've listened to uh, interviews with D'Souza, and I read the Epic Times here. We, we get the Epic Times here in the jail. Oh, wow. I'm pretty, pretty aware of what's that? I just want to know where I have to broadcast our, our, our podcast in order to make it so you can hear Conservative Daily Podcast in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we catch, I get a little, little radio here, and we catch uh, Mark Levin, I catch Dan bon, Don Bongino, or Dan Bongino, and I also catch C-SPAN. Like, I hear, I hear speeches on C-SPAN and uh, different commentary. So. But I have heard D'Souza's interviews with Dan uh, Bongino, I think it was. Yeah, and Dan Bongino has been has moved more and more towards a position of recognizing that we're in an illegitimate constitutional, illegitimate government and a constitutional crisis. And I think he's starting exactly. to the point where he's he's yeah. seeing that that this is a that this has been going on for decades, and that they have been selecting, not electing people. So more and more people are starting to wake up to it. I even red pilled a, a very left journalist. And I have conversations with them. I'm like, listen, I'll, I'll help you. I'll get you some information. Here, I'll give you this stuff, and I give it to them. And they're like, I can't believe it checked out. And I was like, I told you, I will, I will not lie right. to you. Right? And, it, so, and that's, that's a good point. It, it dis disenfranchises everyone. It's not just about, it's way beyond being about Trump. This is about whether or not we have a Republican form of government where we actually do elect and select our own representatives, uh, rather than the elites doing it. So I think it's good to keep that in mind. It's way beyond whether Trump won or lost. It's got nothing to do with them, frankly. It's about the uniparty and she called the deep state establishment um, setting the setting the path forward where they're going to just decide the elections for you and you cross the Rubicon. Because Supreme Court, in part because Supreme Court does their responsibility, but they use COVID. COVID is the great reset. It's the it's the mechanism for destroying our economy. It's it's, it's many many things all wrapped into one. But one of the things it allowed them to do is to destroy constitutional and lawful elections in the United States unless we fix that. Um, and I think it's important to give to give some credit to to uh, Mark Levin 
He's the only commentator I've heard who's who's been harping on this about Article Two for the last few months. He's been he's been hammering the table about it. Yeah, and I think more need to do that. It's, it's important to do both to call out the fraud. Uh, I think I think two thousand mules is fantastic. I think what True Devote True Devote is doing is great. What D'Souza is doing is great. But I also think that you know Mark Levin is on the right path as well. You need to hammer on the on the uh, unconstitutionality, the illegality. I need to do a quick read for one of our sponsors. Um, this podcast brought to you by IP Vanish. If you're tired of feeling like somebody's always watching on the internet, maybe advertisers know a little too much about you. We've talked a lot about IP Vanish. They've been a, a partner of the show for quite some time now. But IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties, such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IP Vanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you stream media. Um, you can use IP Vanish on a limited device at the same time without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones. Um, it's and and for our listeners, they're they're offering an incredible seventy percent off your yearly plan to our listeners with a thirty day money back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you do is tap one button, you're instantly protected. I will tell you that there are some apps that you have to turn off. If you're using like ring apps or things like that, you have to turn it off in order to actually access it because it has to have a localized IP address. But um, that's just something you just learn when you get it, but you, you get to keep them from getting access to most of your information. Uh, those apps just need it to make it necessary to validate who you are. Uh, so go to ipvanish.com slash daily, use promo code daily. You do have to use the slash daily. So ipvanish.com slash daily, use promo code daily and claim your 70% savings. Okay. So so I think you're right. And, and after we got off the phone, I've just been doing research and trying to figure out how we position talking about that without not, not walking away from the conversation that if we don't get rid of election machines, it doesn't matter because they're going to try and perfect the trade. And right now they're, they're trying to see if they can gloss over all of the bad things and all of the evidence that we have of the election fraud. And, and one of the reasons why everyone went right. to Washington on January 6th was so that we could have a redress of grievances. <clears throat> and we, st we still haven't been heard because they've used uh, intermediaries and, uh, you know, pulpit bullies like the media and the technology companies in order to stop us from having a voice and speaking truth. And, right. but, I, but I want well, to talk about... The answer is both. Yeah. Is, is do both. Like I said, it's important to hammer them on, what they, on the fraud they did, but also hammer them on the sleight of hand of, of setting aside the Constitution and the laws, which is a blatant violation, direct violation. I mean, they openly told everyone in the country that they're doing it differently, right? We're, we're quote-unquote, changing the rules. There's no, there's no authority in the executive branch in the states, whether it's the Secretary of State um, or a county judge or, or a county election uh, official, or the governor to change the rules, or, or the judiciary. There's no discretion whatsoever under Article 2. It must be the legislature. So the remedy would have been a special session of the legislature to make all those, the supposedly necessary changes. And they didn't do that. They just went ahead and changed it by executive fiat or by judicial fiat. So I'm just saying is just don't put them off that hook. Point that out and also point out the fraud. But of course, removing the Violating the state laws made it easier for them to get the fraud done, right? right. They removed the few restraints there were, and then made it easier. I want to I want to read something to you, Stuart, if I can. And I think that, and by the way, I think it's important for everyone to understand that you're in the same jail as you're not in the same pod, but you're in the same jail as Jake Lang. Is that correct? That's right. Oh yeah, Jake and I are good, good friends. We, we we chat every now and again through the door between the two pods. So, um, I'm sure he's talked to you a lot I've about Jesus, there, huh? 
That's what we're not supposed to, but we do that sometimes. We, we say hi. It's pretty awesome. I'm going to read something to you if you, if I can, and um, yeah. and I, and I want to do so for for a reason. And uh, I'm going to use your name if I can. But I, Stuart Rhodes, do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, and that I will obey the orders of the President of the United States and orders of the officers appointed over me according to the regulations of the Uniform Code of Military Justice. So help me God. Yeah, that's the oath I took when I was a young paratrooper way back in 1983. A long, long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. But it says that you will... Defend yeah, the Constitution of the United States against. And one of the reasons why you're in the position you're in right now is because you've been standing up for a long time for the rights of Americans. Yeah, and I won't shut up. Like, like what I'm talking about, left. the unconstitutionality, I, I was harping on that in December of 2020. I gave an open letter to the president pointing out this was an unconstitutional, unlawful election. And I believe that's why I'm here. i got to call you guys right back. If okay, this thing okay. times out, I'll call you right back. All right. You'll call us right back, the guys. The caller has hung up. And then we'll get we'll probably get another eight minutes in with, with Stuart. The reason why I brought up the the oath of office is because Stuart Rhodes is a political prisoner being held outside of Washington, DC in Virginia. He um, has been charged with sedition. Um, they basically what they did is they do what the FBI and the rest of the government does and that they go to people around you and they try to build a story and then in building the story they try to go after you. Right? And then they, they basically try to just ruin your life. So these are people that have no ethics. They have no morals. They, 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 they literally will do everything they can to destroy people because they go against their radical agenda. They're criminals. And Stewart has been standing up for quite some time. He started uh, the Oath Keepers many years ago. He, he led the Oath Keepers. He's never called for violence. He said that if necessary, now, and I think that if, if I would have had an opportunity to, if I, would, if I would have had an opportunity to talk to um, Stuart before, if I would have had an opportunity to talk to Stuart before all of this, and I had the information related to the doctrine of the lesser magistrates, and I was able to do those things related to uh, um, what I've learned about what it means to be in the gap, I think we'd be in a different position. I think that if we had the plan then, and I think everything happens for a reason and in God's time, not our time. But it's hard for me not to look at where we're at, and now it's, the, it's clear. The American people are what, who needs to stand up. We need to stand up. Now, if we stand up, a lot of good things can happen. A lot of good things can happen as a nation. He is in jail, still in good spirits, being held as a political prisoner for going to the Capitol on January 6th to stand up for the rights of Americans, and now he's in jail for it. He risked it all. And, and what did they do? They went and found a disgruntled, his ex-wife, extrained ex-wife, and said, oh, he's, he's a dangerous man. And anybody that watched the Johnny Depp case, Johnny Depp and uh, Ashley Heard, Anita Heard, Ashley Heard, one of the two. Anyone that has seen that case knows that that's what red flags laws look like in the United States. You know, say what you want, do what you want, just try to use man's law, right? So, that, that, you know, they don't have any ethical standards. You can make up whatever you want to try and take away people's rights. 
lying is now the, the new pastime of the radical left and left as a whole. Are we back on? Zip code. Uh, eight, uh, which card? 80108. I, I, uh, I, 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 I don't know how to say this any more than what I'm saying right now, and that is everyone else around you is actually doing things. If you're listening to this, everyone around you is, list, is doing things in order to save our nation unselfishly. And, and it's not for advertising clicks. It's not for personal gain. It's not because we woke up one day and said, you know what I want to do? I want to give up my life. I want to give up millions of dollars and the opportunity to, to, to cash out so that I can move forward and, and get advertising clicks. I want, to, I want to have them rain down on me. The Washington Post reached out to me because they're deathly afraid of what's happening in Colorado specifically. Um, I, I want to be subjected to the amount of scrutiny and lies that come out of pretty much every part of the media, every orifice of the media, about me and other people that I think are absolutely disgusting. I, I want to do all of that for myself. Well, that's what Stuart Rhodes has done. He, he literally has unselfishly, he served the country in the military. And, and there's, there's some similarities between people who have served in the military, served their community. You know, I spent six years in the Middle East and Africa. I worked on, and I thought one of the things that I really wanted to do is bridge and create a common ground between Muslims, Christians, and Jews, the Abrahamic faith. Some of you won't like what I just said. And so I worked on in those areas. Um, but we have similarities in that we're unselfish. And Stuart is very, very unselfish. Stuart, are you back with us? Yes, I am. I'm right here, man. All right. I'm good. So, so tell us about your situation there. How are you being treated? Uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, like I said, it's, it's to keep it in perspective. Um, I'm on solitary confinement, just like Jake is, like all the rest of them. So we're on 22-hour lockdown. I get out for two hours a day to make phone calls, work out, and take a shower, and that kind of thing. That's what I'm doing right now. So, you know, for, for this is the American Gulag Archipelago. <laughs> so, but I, but I keep in perspective. I've got strong Christian faith, uh, like Jake does. I know I don't understand that, that um, God will make this into something good in the long run. So I'm okay. I'm not going to uh, crush my spirit. It's not happening. The only other part is you have to be away from your kids. How is that affecting you at all? I'm okay. You know, like I said, I just, I just, I just keep in mind uh, nothing I can do about that. Nothing I can do about where I'm at. In the short term, all I can do is persevere and just to uh, understand that, that I have to keep my head up. You know, and like I said, it's a whole lot better than being in Siberia. So compared to what Solzhenitsyn went through, this is nothing. This is a wicked walk in the park. All right. But I understand that we're, I'm being persecuted in particular because the left has hated Oath Keepers from its inception, and I would say the Uniparty, you know, the deep state, um, because we, we uh, dared to remind current serving military and police about their responsibility under their oath to say no to unconstitutional orders, whatever they might be. You know, whether it's gun confiscation during Hurricane Katrina or whether it's, you know, the show we cut, the COVID shutdowns. I think uh, all of those are examples of where situations where police officers should have said no. So 
necessarily hated this from, from, the, from, the, from the get-go for that, but also during the Trump administration years, we were protecting conservatives, libertarians, Trump supporters in the streets against Antifa, and they really hated that. And we also protected businesses and homes against um, you know, the looters during the Black Lives Matter riots. And they hated that also. So we've been a, we've been a target of theirs for a long time. And uh, this is one way to, of getting us and shutting us down, but also to get President Trump. Um, it's important for, the, for your listeners to know that Benny Thompson, who is the current chair of the so-called Select Committee for Jim, in the January 6th investigation, he filed a lawsuit against President Trump, Giuliani, Oath Keepers, and Proud Boys way back on February the 16th, 2021, where this is only like over a month after January 6th, but he back then alleged that there was a conspiracy with Trump at the head of it to invade the Capitol and shut down Congress. And so that was his goal um, before they even had this ridiculous uh, select committee. So this, this is not a search for truth at all. It's only a search to go and, and collect and make and manufacture the false evidence to make that accusation true. And that's what they're doing to us, and that's what they're ultimately going to do to President Trump. I think they're going to indict him. I think that's the obvious goal now. Um, to me, it was obvious for the last year. I think now anybody looking at this with, with open eyes can see that is their goal, is to shut down the MAGA movement by indicting Trump. Well, I don't, I don't know about indicting Trump. I mean, indicting Trump would, I think, would enrage 100 million Americans. I think that they would see the wrath like they've never seen before uh, come against them. I don't them. know. I mean, they, 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 stole, they stole your election out from underneath you blatantly, and what happened. So I'm not sure that's true. We'll see. I predict they're going to they're indict him. I'll bet you a steak dinner. <laughs> so you, you think they're going to indict, at the time they would have been indicting yeah. a, a sitting president? I think they're going to indict Trump. I think they're going to indict him, because first, because they hate him, but second, because they think that it'll, it'll kill the MAGA movement. I think they're wrong about that. Um, I look at the MAGA movement, the modern, populist, uh, patriotic, constitutionalist movement, America First, as being like a wave that was already in motion, and Trump was just a surfer who hopped on, on the wave that already existed. That's how I see it. So I don't think, whatever they do to him, it's not going to get rid of the MAGA movement. But their goal is to treat uh, January 6th like the Reichstag fire. Um, for those that know history, 1933, the German legislature, uh, known as the Reichstag, was burned to the ground. And the Nazis used that as their excuse to usher in their concentration camp system and, and begin to oppress any political dissidents or, or political opponents. Uh, it turns out later historians believe that the Nazis themselves set the fire. That's what's, what's most likely. So you can look at January 6th as being like the modern American version of the Reichstag fire. It's allowing the deep state and the left uh, and all allies to hammer on us and accuse us to project onto us what they are in fact doing. They're the ones pulling a coup to overthrow our constitutional republic, but they use J6 as their Reichstag moment to, to point to us and say that we are the ones who are, who are doing a coup. That's what this is, classic projection and, um, and gaslighting. Well, if they if they indict the American people, I mean, we, again, it's hard to look at what's happening in our country and not say that what we're dealing with right now is not a lack of sensibility. I mean, it's lawlessness. I mean, we're we're in a state of of general lawlessness across our country. It's hard not to see that and go, what are we dealing with here? I mean, this is right. 
that's why I think it's so important to put back to what I've been hammering on is that's why it's so important to not like look at the GOP right now is there anybody in Congress anyone in the Senate or, or in the House calling out the unconstitutionality and illegality of that election I don't hear any of them I mean Marjorie Taylor Greene Matt Gates they, they, don't, they don't they don't even talk about it I mean, you know, listen to Rand Paul on the radio today, too. Why is he saying it? So they've gotten all these, even the, the so-called staunch, you know, constitutionalists are on the defensive. And I think one reason is, is the congressional election was also unlawful and unconstitutional. And you go back and look at Article 1, Section 4. Time, place, and manner of holding elections for senators and representatives shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof that the Congress may at any time, by law, make or alter such regulations. So it's so, so very similar to Article 2, Article 1, when it comes to congressional elections, also mandates that it must be done in the manner established under state election laws or by federal election laws. And there were federal election laws that were directly violated right along with the state election laws. And so you had an unconstitutional election for the Congress as well. And if you want to see where the immediate effect of that was in that runoff election in Georgia for the two Senate seats, that flipped the majority in, in, in the Senate, correct? Gave the Democrats control. So, you know, you need to look at, be willing to look at everything, not just the presidential election, but also the congressional election, and be, be willing to see the truth. Like, like Patrick Henry said, it's better to, to see the truth and acknowledge the truth, how, however horrible it is, and then to deal with it than to delude yourself with, with false hope. So I think it's important for all of us to start saying, wait a minute, this was an unconstitutional election. The entire federal election of 2020 was unconstitutional. And start pressuring your representatives to, to call it out, even if it hurts them, even if it calls into question the legitimacy of their own seat, which right. it does for the entire House of Representatives, frankly. Well, I mean, I guess I, I look at that and I go, we're... we're we're in a place, we had Doug Logan on here who did the Maricopa audit, and we asked him a simple question, why didn't he become more powerful in his his terms of how they stole the election in Arizona? And he said, I couldn't do it because it would have caused a constitutional crisis. I mean, wouldn't you describe where we're at right now as a constitutional crisis? What's that mean? Yeah, we're already in one. It would have made it, made it obvious, in other words. It would have been an open constitutional crisis rather than an unspoken, hidden constitutional crisis, which is what the bad guys prefer. So I think he's, he's topped out. He should have said, you know what? I'm going to, like like Patrick Henry did, I'm going to call a spade a spade and say this is where we're at. Yeah. Um, I want to give a shout-out to one of our other sponsors, too. That's Axos Bank. Um, I'm excited to have found this bank, and I've done a lot of research on this bank, and um, I'm supposed to have another conversation with them tomorrow because I'm, I'm really interested in how they uh, are going to protect people. I'm really interested in protecting people and their ability to protect their money. I'm not sure that the banking system related to the bigger banks would ever do that. It's one of the reasons why I've never been a part of any big banks. I, I gave that up nearly 20 years ago. Um, but I found this bank, Access Bank. They opened on Independence Day 2000. They're not a crumbling brick and mortar. They're a fully digital bank built on the bedrock of American tradition. Let's take a look at the reward checking account where you can earn the highest interest rate, and it's a big one. Listeners can also get a, a $150 bonus if you open one by July 31st. Big rewards from a bank that believes in freedom to do business without compromising our values. Um, if you go to accessbank.com slash daily for full details, that's A-X-O-S bank.com slash daily. And for that cash bonus, all you need is a $1,500 direct deposit within the first three months of opening your reward checking account. 
Uh, so Access Bank is federally insured, member FDIC, and they're for us, all of us, accessbank.com slash daily. Go check them out. Yeah. Well, how, what, what's the next step for you? What's going on right now? What, what, what's the, what, what's... Um, well, we're going to trial in September. Okay. <laughs> is that a speedy trial? Um, getting ready for my kangaroo court show trial in September in front of a D.C. jury, in front of a hostile leftist D.C. judge. That's what well, I'm doing. Wait, wait, why, why would they do that? Why would you not get a, a jury outside? Why would they not be able to file and say that you cannot get a fair trial in that area? Why not push it to, well, to we did. Virginia? So there, there's a pending motion in front, of, in front of the leftist judge to change venues, arguing that we're not going to get a fair trial in D.C. But I expect him to, 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 uh, to um, rule in favor of, of the prosecution and deny on motion to change venue. We'll see. How, how is that even possible? He's a he's an Obama appointee. Don't be surprised if he says no to us moving our venue. Expect him to say no. So your your trial is in is in September. They right. you, they've charged you and, and they have and, and, and ten other oath keepers. Yes. And ten other oath keepers are also in jail awaiting trial. Yes. Yeah, we're all being charged with seditious conspiracy. For being in Washington, for being in, in uh, D.C. on January 6th? Well, two, two of our teams entered the Capitol. Uh, we were there to do security, and two of the, the team leaders decided to go into the Capitol in their own volition. So, you know, it's a whole separate issue about why they went in. But what, they, what the government's done is manufacture a conspiracy that did not exist. There was no grand conspiracy with me as the orchestrator to uh, enter the Capitol. I told no one to go inside, and I didn't go inside. So, and the folks that did go inside, when they were inside, all they ever did was help, help police officers. There's video of our guys helping police officers inside. And so they walked through doors already open, and in, inside, there's no video, you'll see no video of any Oath Keeper punching, kicking, tackling a police officer, hitting them with, with objects or, or pepper spraying, because it doesn't exist, it didn't do that. So but they seized on us because they've always hated Oath Keepers, and we are the designated boogeymen. You know, Oath Keepers and Proud Boys are the two groups the left hates because we defend people against them in the streets. Um, and they, they decided that we're the boogeyman they're going to attach to Trump. Like I said, go back and look at uh, Benny Thompson's February of 2021 uh, lawsuit where he alleges a conspiracy with Trump, Giuliani, Proud Boys, and Oath Keepers. That just tells you the game plan from day one. And the DOJ... And the select committee, they should be seen as two parallel prosecutions, all alleging the same made-up, nonsensical conspiracy with Trump at the head. And that's the whole point of both those efforts, is to get Trump to indict him at the same time to demonize and indict the entire MAGA movement. And we're all, you know, quote-unquote, insurrectionist and, and racist and, and, uh, and fascist, et cetera. That's what they're trying to say. But that's right. the, uh, that's the goal. Well, we're, we're out of time on this side. I wish I would have gotten more time with you, but I, I can't actually uh, exceed the tape length of this show, and I want people to be able to hear it. Um, but I, I want to no get, get you on regularly if we can. Can we get you on here regularly sure. and um, get an update from you? And uh, before you go off, um, if it's okay, Stuart, I'd like to pray for you. You got it. Please do. All right. Father God, I just want to thank you for Stuart Rhodes. I want to thank you for the other Oath Keepers that stood up to help the police officers on January 6th. I want to ask you to please guard their hearts and guard their, their minds. Father, just be with them and comfort them. 
comfort their families, their children. Father, we, we, are, we are grateful to be born at a time such as this, but we, we actually need, your, we need you now. We've, we've acted in faith, or we've had faith, and we've acted in that faith. I would just ask you to, to help us to get people in America to stand up collectively as one, set aside their petty differences. Father, I would ask you to protect Stuart Rhodes and protect the other political prisoners. Let them know that, that the Americans that are out here that are fighting for them, that, that they're not forgotten, that, we, that they are on our minds, they are on our hearts, and that we're continuing the fight out here while they are in there to take back our country. Father, please give Stuart Rhodes the strength, the stamina, to be able to endure this awful, manufactured, evil process Give him the opportunity to have a voice. Father, please watch over his attorneys, that, th that they may do good work and may actually protect his interest. Father, please, please, I would ask you to get on the heart of the judge in D.C. and that you could sway that heart and, and give him an opportunity to to allow this case to go on outside of D.C. where, where Stewart can get a, and the others can get a fair trial. Father, we know that we're dealing with an immense amount of evil, and I just want to thank you for the work that you've done in standing in the gap with us, giving us strength. I want to thank you for the, the strength that you've given Stewart. I want to thank you for the man that Stewart is, how he has unselfishly served American interests, people that would never do the same thing for him. Father, I would just ask you to give him the, the, the strength of Daniel. I say all of these things, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm sorry you're going through this, Stuart. Are you there? Did we lose him? Stuart? I'm gonna, I, he'll probably come back on here. Just give him a second. Yeah, call's still going. Stuart, are you there? Stuart? We're gonna let him go on and maybe he can just comment if he if he gets back on here. I don't know if he can hear us or not. Stuart Rhodes is sitting in a jail cell. Seditious conspiracy. I mean I've I've read the charging documents. I'm not sure that there's anything to be had, but the mainstream media, again, the, the kangaroo media and the liars on the left, and let's call them what they are, they're liars. They just manufacture stories. They find people in your life. They find people in your life that, that, that frankly, you have enough of. They get mad because you're just, you've had enough. You're, you're, you want to walk away from them. And they just create and slander you every way they can. That's what the mainstream media does. And most of these mainstream media uh, pieces of trash are nothing but sexual predators and pedophiles 
evil people, Satanists, leftists, communists, that Marxists that want to destroy everything our country stands for. I'm sure the prison cut him off. Stuart, if you can hear us, we can't hear you, but I just wanted you to know that, that um, we're here for you. We are here for you. That's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I want to thank you guys for staying longer. I want you to share it. Hit the rumble button on the way out. Follow us on Conservative Daily, Conservative Dash Daily, sorry. Rumble, D Live, Cloud Hub, and Frank Speech. For those of you that missed a part of this, you might want to go back and watch it. We got Stuart Rhodes called me. I've been talking to him. He is in the same uh, prison as Jake Lang. And I want you to remember that the Colbert people, you know, they wanted to do a skit in the Capitol, were banging on doors and doing things that were awful in the Capitol. And they spent the night in jail and then got out and they let them go home. Rules are for thee, but not for me. We live in a lawless society. If you want to listen to us in the audio version, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Go over there, give us a five-star review, and share it with someone that needs to hear it. You can text the word FREEDOM to 89517 so you can get a reminder when we go live. And subscribe to our newsletter, you can get a daily fax blast link in description. We're going to move to a, a different format here at Conservative Daily. It'll probably be just me interviewing people for a little bit. We'll have Ash on a couple days a week. Um... Uh, and do a couple shows but for the most part i'm just going to interview people i'm just going to be the one to have conversations with you and uh, i'll bring people in periodically to sit with me but we're just going to have discussions just me and you we're just going to be talking to you about what's happening in the country so i i want you to i want you to know that uh we're all in this fight together read the book I keep telling you to read the book. Please read the book, read the book, read the book, read the book. The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates. And we are the Lesser Magistrates. And we can stand together. And I don't need an Abrams tank or an F-16. I don't even need an AR-15. I need people to make a decision on whether or not they're with a tyrant. They're in the middle, in the gap, standing in the gap to protect those that would do harm. Protect the people that would, would become the victims of those that would do harm. Three choices, people. You have three choices. Choose wisely. Stand with the tyrants, the treasonous traitors. Stand in the gap and protect the victims or get behind us and stand as the victims. I find more and more that more women are willing to stand up than there are men. Mama bears are a party not to, reckon, not, not to be reckoned with. God bless you all. I'll see you tomorrow morning at uh, 10 a.m. And... Um, yeah, this one hit me. Stuart's a good man. I don't care what they say about him. We'll have him on again. God bless you all. <laughs>